0: today the readings are so very rich with things to talk about. We could talk about why Jesus calls Simon the son of Jonah because his dad's name was John, not Jonah, but Jonah in Hebrew is the word that they use for dove and it could imply a relationship to the Holy Spirit. Or we could talk about the keys to the kingdom of heaven being given to him and how that links with the first reading and how it makes Peter kind of this prime minister sort of figure. We can talk about, why did Jesus order his disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ? But when I was preparing for my homily this week, the words that kept coming up to me, the phrase that kept bothering me, was that the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it, against this church that Jesus is founding on the rock of St. Peter, And the reason that it bothered me is because he's talking about the gates of the netherworld. And for all of my life, the way I have heard this passage, it's, we don't have to worry, you know, the forces of evil will never be able to stop the church. We're always going to be here, you know, kind of putting us in this defensive stance. But it occurred to me that the only time we ever care about the gates of something prevailing As if that place is under siege. See, the gates of the netherworld are under siege in this reading. That's what they can't prevail against. They can't prevail against the forces of Jesus Christ, against God. They can't keep him out. Because why does a place have gates? It's either to keep someone out or to keep someone in. And that's the case here, too. The netherworld, it wants to keep all of those people who have wandered and strayed into that dark place inside of it. And they want to keep the light of God and his love out of it. But they will not prevail. Because Christ came to destroy sin, to destroy death. And that's precisely what reigns in this netherworld. You have to kind of go back into this Jewish theology, to understand exactly what is being spoken of here. It's not necessarily the hell of the damned, but it's the the place where those who were awaiting the Savior stayed, but it's also the place where those forces that sow sin and division in our world reside. Those do not stand a chance against Jesus Christ. He's drawn a line, so to speak, And he's told us that you have a mission. That's the end of Matthew's gospel, right? He tells us to go and baptize and to teach all of the world this good news. We are to bring that light into those dark places. The reason that this idea has been sticking with me so strongly this week is because I had never thought of it that way before. Because it is so easy for me to get caught up in this idea that no, I must defend the church and you know all of these things against all of these things. And yeah, I need to lift her up. I need to be virtuous. I need to give this good example. But it was instituted by God, the Almighty and all powerful God. So what am I worried about? because he's always going to be there. He's always going to watch over it. He's always going to protect it from everything. And so, like I said, we don't have to fear. And if I place my life in the hands of God, I don't have to fear either. I don't have to worry because he's got my back and I'm doing exactly what he told me. And this idea of fear, it stuck with me because when we follow God, we have nothing to fear. And we see that in the history of the church. She has never feared anything from the earliest days of the church with the persecutions throughout the Roman Empire. That never stopped her. I mean, people weren't reckless, but yeah, they died for their faith. But they did not fear. In Rome, when plague hit in the year 154, what did the Christians do? Instead of fleeing out to the countryside like all of the rich people in Rome did, they stayed there and they took care of the sick. They didn't try and get themselves sick. They didn't try and die. But they stayed and they spread the love of God to that dark place. And you see that over and over again. Every time, the church confronts plague. We see that when the invaders from the Islamic countries came in the Middle Ages, the church stood there and said no and did not fear what might happen. We won't get into the Crusades and all that, but even that is an example of it. When we had the Protestant Reformation and the English Reformation, Reformation, Lots of people lost their lives, but the church never feared, and she stayed there and held her ground against these dark forces that were trying to destroy her. When in the eastern countries, in Japan and China in the 1800s, you had all these horrible persecutions against Christians, what did we do? We kept the faith. We endured it. Like I said, people weren't reckless, but they did not fear because God was on their side. I can go on and on with this. You look at Nazi Germany and the church standing against her. Maybe we didn't always see it, but she was there saying no to them. We saw it against the communists in Russia and in China. The church said no. Maybe she went a bit underground, but she was there and she did not fear them. We had the Cristeros movement in Mexico because that government outlawed Christianity. What did we do? We stayed and we fought for our faith because we did not fear the forces of the netherworld, because we knew that God was on our side, that he's got our back no matter what happens to us. Every single time, We go against these forces, these gates. We prevail, maybe not in the terms of this world, but in the world that matters, in that battle for eternal salvation, of course we prevail because God is on our side and he's already won the war for us. This is why for so long we have been known on this earth as the church militant. Because we have this mission to bring the light and the good news of the gospel. To bring the salvation of God to all of those people who for one reason or another cannot see it. To bring the joy and the love of God to those people who are afraid, who have fear, who don't know what to do next. Because they don't know where they're going. This is why we are here. This this is what the gates of the netherworld will never prevail against. The good news and the light of God that we have been sent to bring to everyone, that we should not fear to bring to anyone. Because at the end of the day, we are the children of heaven. We have been given the gospel of life. And the almighty God who created this entire universe is always standing beside us, ready to assist us, ready to lift us up no matter what happens.